The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. I'm Dan Kroll, here to welcome you to another edition of Soap Central Live. In fact, this is episode number 35. Um, Don't worry about calling Dr. Seuss. I don't have any intentions of making any more rhymes during the next hour even if it does sort of secretly appeal to me. But what I do plan to do is make sure that we talk about anything and everything soaps. Before we get on with today's show, just a quick update about one of our past shows. Two weeks ago, Bradley Cole and Gina Tonioni were guests on Soap Central Live, and they talked about the upcoming sixth annual rock show for charity being held Saturday, October 9th in New York City. It's an event that raises money for the American Red Cross. There are still some tickets available, so if you want to go... You don't want to wait too much longer to get your hands on your tickets. To find out how you can get your tickets, you can head on over to SoapCentral.com slash rock. I also want to remind everybody that you can participate in every Soap Central Live episode by following us on Twitter at Soap Central Live. You can tweet your comments and suggestions and all that other good stuff. And you can also call in toll-free with your questions to be part of the show to 866-472-5788. And for your convenience, every episode of Soap Central Live is also archived at soapcentral.com slash radio. This week marks a first for Soap Central Live. For the first time, we have someone from behind the scenes of one of daytime's hottest soaps. From time to time, I think that maybe we forget that there are soap stars that we don't get to see on screen, but without whom we wouldn't have a soap to see on screen. I've also come to realize that if you work in the realm of daytime television long enough, you're bound to have at least a few juicy stories to share. Now imagine working for more than 20 years with the wild and crazy Forrester and Logan families. That's exactly what my first guest, the Emmy-winning senior producer of The Bold and the Beautiful, gets to do every day. Now, Ron Weaver has parlayed some of that daytime experience into a can't-put-it-down novel called Soulmate. And I'm glad that he's here today because I have a lot of things to talk to him about. So, Ron, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a guest on Soap Central Live. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Before we get started too much, one of the things that I think some soap fans don't really fully understand are the different behind-the-scenes titles and, and what exactly it means. So can we maybe start off by offering just a little explanation of what it means to be senior producer of The Bold and the Beautiful. Sure. Well, I, I've been here since day one, and I've done uh, a lot of things uh, since I've started, a lot of which I'm still doing. But I handle most of the um, uh, budget management and uh, 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 negotiate contracts and, and all that sort of thing for the show. Um, but we're, it's kind of a... Um, it's a really interesting 
situation here. We have a really very wonderful group of people to work with. And uh, we're all kind of kibitzing all the time about story and about, uh, you know, how we do things. And so it's really a very creative environment. And certainly it's got to be a great time to be a part of the B&B family with two consecutive daytime Emmy wins for Outstanding Drama Series, the first ever uh, drama team, uh, writing team trophy. So uh, I'd imagine spirits are really high there. Absolutely, yeah. Two, two years in a row I have, I have bookends on my, uh, on my mantle now. <laughs> That, uh, I'm sure, uh, is a nice addition to any home. I have, yeah. <laughs> I have books. I don't have bookends. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, The Bold and the Beautiful is the most watched soap opera in the world. So what is it about B&B that resonates with 37 million people every day? Yeah, isn't it astonishing? I've been here from, from day one, and in the beginning we didn't really know. I mean, we knew we had a great show, but until it got out there for about a year internationally, we really didn't know the tremendous impact that the, that the show has worldwide and continues to have. It's just amazing. Um, we've been holding on to, you know, incredible ratings worldwide for a very long time. Uh, I think we've won now. There's a, at the Monte Carlo uh, uh, TV Festival every year, they give out an award that's based on ratings, worldwide ratings. Uh, right. I think it's like 62 countries or something like that. And uh, we've won it every year for the last, I believe, four years, if, if I recall. And uh, it's just a, a, a symbol of, of, of what the show is worldwide. And, and why? Who knows? I think the fact that it's set in a, in a real place um, mm -hmm. and, and it's in the fashion industry, it's a glamour-oriented kind of thing. Bottom line, I think really the Bell shows have always been about have been relationship oriented shows, and I think that's really a major part of it. People get into the lives of these characters and they want to follow them, and uh, and that's really its great strength, I think. It definitely is. But getting a little bit into your life, uh -huh. let's rewind just a little bit. Ron Weaver, growing up as a child, what is it that he always wanted to be? Uh, when I was about Ten years old, I think, my dad bought me a tape recorder, and I hung the microphone from the ceiling in my room, and I did my own little radio show. So I, uh -oh. I think I've had it in my blood for a long time. And when I went to college, I, I majored in radio TV first, and then I changed my major to drama. And I thought it, initially, I went to New York to live, and I thought I was going to be an actor because I had been an actor, a fairly decent one in college, in summer stock. Um, but I ended up behind the scenes. I worked for WCBS-TV as a production assistant. That was my first job in the business. Um, and then I went on. Um, I spent 13 years. I was there in the very beginning of Sesame Street, actually. I was director of operations for in the very beginning. Wow. Uh, I, I uh, negotiated the first contract with, uh, with Jim Hansen for the Muppets on Sesame Street. So, um, and then I, I went out the the... After that show became very successful, a couple of years later, we began to get some interest in international co-productions, and so I went out to establish some of those. So I've had a really wonderful career. I've been on two world-class shows. I was there 13 years. I've been here over 23, so I've had two world-class shows in my career, and I'm just feeling very blessed. Was it difficult to negotiate with Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch during contract talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I, that's been a long time ago. It's really hard to even remember what happened. But uh, and, and those of us, 
you know, when we started Sesame Street, no one knew that it was going to be the success it was. We all thought it, we had a two-year grant. We all thought we had jobs for two years, and it turned wow. out to, to be, um, you know, incredible. So how did you transition from, as I said, you know, Big Bird and, and Cookie Monster and whatnot to the world of daytime drama? Well, I came out to, to Los Angeles in 1981, and... Um, my first job out here, or one of my first jobs out here, I had a few little freelance things, uh, was uh, working on a, a soap uh, that was produced by Metro Media and Telepictures. It was called Rituals. It lasted about a year, and that was my first experience in, in uh, daytime. Hmm. And, uh, and then uh, this came along. In the meantime, you know, after that was over and before I got the job that I have now, I... Uh, I did a few freelance things, including I was associate producer on Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling a music video. Really? Yeah, which to that point had been the most expensive music video ever done. Um, we had people in revolving drums. It was, I don't know if you saw it, but it was similar to the, the, um, the Fred Astaire film where he dances on the ceiling and yeah. you put your dancers in a drum and they revolve and... Uh, we had welders up all night shoring it up, and it was a lot of fun. So I've had really wonderful experiences in this business. Gosh, it really sounds like it. I, now, coming into soaps, I guess the question I would have for you is, were you actually knowledgeable of any of the daytime dramas at the time? Were you a, a secret soap fan, or was it something completely new to you at the time? It was fairly new. I had watched soaps on and off, uh, but I never really got completely involved because I, was, I tended to be working most of the time. So I wasn't around during the day to to watch uh, to watch. One of the I guess staple plots for soap operas is the tortured lovers, two people who either don't belong together or all the forces in the universe are trying to prevent them from being together. Right. And I think that there are at least a couple in, in the twenty some years of the Bold and the Beautiful. Do any come to mind to you from your time there as maybe the most tortured couple? Uh, Ever. Well, I suppose on The Bold and the Beautiful, you'd have to say Ridge and Brooke. I mean, right. the star-crossed lovers who, who make it together for a while, and then something happens, and uh, that's it's been part of the staple uh, of this show. And uh, it's just wonderful to watch. I, I get outlines uh, for the shows, and I, it, as soon as I get one in, I read it, because I want to know what happens next. And I think that's kind of the way the audience feels about it, too. Well, I think they definitely do. And Forbidden Love is actually one of the, the topics that's very much front and center in your novel, Soulmate. Yes, absolutely. So for folks out there who may not be familiar with it, in, in fairness, I'm almost done with it. Uh -huh. um, so I think that everybody out there would really enjoy this. But can you give them sort of a, a breakdown about what the story is all about? Sure. I, I started this, actually, um, I wasn't planning on writing, writing a novel when I started it. I, I started, uh, I, I had this idea that wouldn't it be interesting to fans to read the diary entries of Ridge Forrester at age 17. Oh, wow. And so, I, you know, it was just an idea. I sat down uh, one evening at home to, to just play around with it. And about two pages in, I started thinking, well, what if he had a crush on his teacher? And what if his teacher had a crush on him? And then it was like, well... What if they were soulmates and they somehow knew they were soulmates? How would they deal with the world around them? And that's how it started. And I just, 
I didn't I didn't know what I was writing when I was beginning it. I had an idea for kind of a how to play the story out, but I I kept finding that I would surprise myself as I would write. I think something was going to happen, but I would get into the <laughs> under the skins of the characters and suddenly it was off in a different direction. And um so I think those surprises that surprised me are the kinds of things that also surprise the reader when they when they read it as well. Um and that's just that that's kind of how I started it. In the beginning I thought well maybe it's a short story. Hmm. After about 50 pages I gave um <laughs> I gave it to Jack Smith, uh you know who's written a long time on our show and was head writer of Young and Restless for a number of years. Um and he he read it and he said, "Look, you've got something here." He said, "Don't, you know, keep this up. This is really really good." So that was the first kind of real feedback that I got from what I call a real writer, uh, um, and so I, I really dug into it at that point, and I, I I I wrote it, you know, nights, weekends, whenever I had time to sit down and do it. I have a pretty full time job here, and and uh, don't have an awful lot of spare time. But when I did, um, I just kept pushing and and be surprising myself, and uh, and it ended up being a pretty good product, I think. It. Definitely did. Now, we're coming up here on our first break, uh-huh. but I think to show people what this is really all about, it is about a school teacher who unwittingly sort of falls in love with a student. So if right. that's not enough to pique everyone's interest to come back after the break, I'm not sure what <laughs> is. So we'll be back with more okay, great. of Ron Weaver talking about Soulmate on the other side of this commercial on Soap Central Live. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787.com. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. 
Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm joined in this segment by the senior producer for The Bold and the Beautiful, Ron Weaver. And, Ron, we were talking about Soulmate before the break, and I have on the back of the book, it says, Teacher plus student equals disaster, Mm -hmm. or does it? Yeah. It seems to be uh, one of those stories that could be ripped from the headlines. I mean, who hasn't heard about uh, a teacher and a student? Uh, You know, there's, there's one particularly famous thing that comes to mind, but this isn't really the sensationalism that, uh, that the news gives it. This exactly. Very... I tried to look at these as real people and who, um, what would happen if you found some, some way, somehow, that you really felt that you had incontrovertible proof that, that you were soulmates, hmm. and she was your teacher, and you were her student. How would you deal with the world? How, what would you do? Um, you know, you, you tend not to think you'd ever root for this kind of a relationship. But I think I've constructed in such a way that you really get inside these people to see what they're about and to see that it, it's, it's some, they feel that it is something more than just, you know, attraction and, and romance. Right. Uh, one of the characters in the book is a, is a, a sophomore. It's someone that uh, Lance, our, our hero, is, um, is, is tutoring, uh, who turns out to be an extraordinary psychic. And um, he has spirit guides, and the spirit guides kind of help Lance uh, and Claudia um, sort of as they progress on their, on their journey to find out you know, who they are, what, what their relationship is meant to be, and what is their purpose in life. Um, I'm one who believes that we're all here for a reason and that the people that we connect with um, also have some, some place and some purpose. Um, and so a lot of that, that, you know, I've, I've spun the story out with that, with that kind of uh, uh, energy. No, I definitely agree with, with both points in there, that this is spun where you actually care, and it's very thought-provoking because... I think everybody at some point in their life has maybe wondered or had someone who they feel they were meant to be with. Yeah. Uh, whether they determined later that that wasn't the case or not, 
uh, I think that's a really interesting aspect to the. I have a uh, one of my uncles was a um, uh, superintendent of schools in in uh, a town in Michigan, and he's retired now. And he read the book, and he said, you know, he said this made me think and, and sort of go back in my mind to to kind of review those cases that came up in his career of um, where teachers and students had. Uh, had some kind of relationship, and he said, "I don't think any of them were soulmates." <laughs> but it made him think, and I, and that made me feel good. Well, I think that uh, I also want to ask, since this book technically started off as your thoughts for writing a, a diary for a fictional character, uh-huh. Chris, do you keep a diary, or have you ever kept a diary in the real world? I have on and off. I, I find that it's not something I stick with. Um, there, there's also the element that I, uh, dreams are very important in this book as well, right? Uh, which plays a part in what brings them together. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't dream a lot, but when I do and when I remember them, they're usually something very powerful that means something as in terms of what's going on in my life. Um, so there's that element there as well. Uh, speaking of, of being... In life, is there anything in Soulmate that maybe is uh, incorporated from your personal experiences and your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, my uh, my life partner is younger than I am. Um, um, he's also uh, very psychic, so I mean, I pulled in little bits and pieces. It's all fiction, and it's, none of it is my life. But right. but I've certainly, as I think probably any writer does, use little bits and pieces of people you know. Uh, there's a character who's kind of a foil for Claudia, who's the landlady of her house. And, um, <laughs> you know, I know someone, uh, I know someone, I know two people that this, that this character is based on. Uh, one was um, rather famous as a singer um, in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, and was, is now kind of fallen on hard times. And so I use that element. There's another lady that I meet walking the dog who lives in my neighborhood. And <laughs> she has a, a British accent. And, and there's something just so kind of charming about her that she, she also is a part of that character. And, of course, one of the central families, the Van Arden family, is a well-to-do family that are fashion designers. So of that course. Seems to, <laughs> that seems to have some similarities, at least with something. Well, you know, bottom line, I looked at where I started with this, and, and uh, it was easy to think about a family since, you know, since I started this thinking about Ridge. And then I, then I thought, well, you know, what is it that makes the bold and beautiful so popular? And I thought, well, keep it set in the fashion industry. What's wrong with that? So they aren't the Foresters. They're very different from yes, they are. Foresters, and the family is is dealing with with you know certain kinds of things that have never been dealt with uh, on the Bold and Beautiful. So um, yeah, there certainly is that element, and, uh, and and I chose to keep it that way. Now there are a lot of folks on Twitter who I guess are now piqued by all the things that we're talking, uh, but we haven't yet mentioned how folks can get their own copy of this book. So. Yes. How? Well, first of all, uh, there, uh, I'm having a, there's a book signing at Barnes & Noble in the Grove next door to CBS Television City here uh, next Thursday, the 16th of September at 7 o'clock, and I will, they will be selling books and I will be signing them there. Uh, if people can't make it there, uh, they can log on to the book's website, which is www 
www.soulmatethenovel.com, www.soulmatethenovel.com. And you can buy, you can actually buy an autographed copy there, too. I have it set up so that you can um, tell me your name, and uh, I, I will send it out to you personally. Sounds like an easy process. Uh-huh. So and you, can, you can also get a Kindle version there. With that, we just got that up a couple of days ago for anybody who, has, who reads on a Kindle. Um, and you can also buy the book through CreateSpace, which is uh, uh, the same price as the autographed copy. You know, it's high-tech. I, I run an Internet website. I still haven't caught on to the Kindle thing. I like to have a book in my hand. What about you? I have a Kindle. I bought one. Um, the the, the Moscolos, Joseph Moscolo and his mm-hmm. wife Patricia are good friends. And uh, I, we were up at their house in Arrowhead a couple of years ago, and she had a Kindle. And I just I loved it. <laughs> and so I read pretty much everything on a Kindle now because um, it's easy to carry around. You can carry thousands of books with you wherever you go. It's great for traveling because you don't have that extra weight in your suitcase. Um, and it's, uh, you can change the, um, uh, the size of the type on it. I mean, the, I, I have an older one. I, I'm, I suppose the new one has even more features than, than the older one does, but I, I love to read on it. That sounds fancy. Maybe I'll have, to, I'll have to poke around. I really recommend it. It's easy on the eyes, too. It's an ink-type process. It's not a screen that's lit from behind. Okay. Yeah. One of the other things that I really enjoyed about this book, and I don't know if everybody takes time to stop and read it, I was actually really rather moved by your acknowledgments page. Oh, uh, I you. thought that it was extremely heartfelt, and that's it, normally you're, you're used to seeing maybe one or two words from someone, and I thought that that was uh, a really important aspect of the book. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I've spent a lot of time thinking about uh, about that and uh, really wanted it to be heartfelt. If nothing else, uh, just to let people know how quickly, some books I know uh, takes chapters and chapters and chapters to really get into. I think I knew that I enjoyed this book when I was at Chapter 3, and I believe it was, I think it was Chapter 3, Claudia was sort of uh, daydreaming in, in the Four Seasons, yes. staring at people, and someone turned at her and said, you know, what are you looking at, bitch? Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, this Ron Weaver, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a fun book. <laughs> so that's, I think that's well, exactly I tell you, I've learned a lot about storytelling from Bill Bell and, and now Brad Bell in terms of watching how they build scenes and, uh, and leave you wanting more. <laughs> so I, I have to really make that very clear that... Uh, you know, they both of them were mentors and didn't even know it. Perfect. Well, it looks like we have, uh, we may have a caller. I'm looking to double check here. Uh huh. It's been one of those busy Fridays here. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Um, but what we're going to do is, again, I'm going to let everybody know that they can go to soulmatethenovel.com if right. they are interested in buying the book. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you'll be signing Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble uh, at the Grove. Um, right. I think everybody in the L.A. area knows where the Grove is. Right. I think so, too. Perfect. So I want to thank you so much for coming by. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun chat. Great. Thanks so much, Ron. We'll be okay. back with more of Soap Central Live after the break.
your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. My next guest was first introduced to daytime viewers as Macy Alexander on The Bold and the Beautiful. But since 2003, she's been appearing as Crystal Carey on ABC's All My Children, 
a role that has earned her two daytime Emmy nominations. But in addition to acting, one of Bobby Eek's other passions is music, and she'll have a chance to mesh the two together on stage next month for a fundraising event in Los Angeles. So let's find out more about that and whether or not Crystal has an alibi for the night of David's murder. Oh, of course, you guys wanted to know that. So let's bring on Bobby Eeks. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm just great. Thank you. I, I've been listening a little bit while I was waiting to talk to you, and uh, I heard you speaking to Ron Weaver, and I was very excited for him. I, I ordered my book online, and I just got it in the mail, and I can't wait to read Soulmate myself. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, you'll be through it in no time. It's, it's one of those books that you, you don't realize how far you're in until you look at the numbers on the pages. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it, and I am going to be at the book signing, too. <laughs> oh, good. So if people can get a, a little dose of all my children when they're uh, at a bold and a beautiful signing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's rewind a little bit. Something I like to do when uh, guests come on the show for the first time is to sort of uh, trace their path to daytime. So mm-hmm. when did you know that you wanted to be an actress? Well, I always... I had an interest in acting and singing. A lot of times they do go hand in hand, especially when you're coming up through theater. And in my case, it was high school theater. But um, nonetheless, uh, I had to learn to act in order to do the musicals. And uh, But I always felt like I, I needed to choose one path so as not to really dilute my efforts. Um, so I chose singing initially. And I was uh, in Los Angeles. I had a record deal on Epic Records. And in the back of my mind, I'm still going, you know, I really do love acting, but I, I need to sort of stay this path. Um, but when the money started getting tight, <laughs> I started auditioning more for, for, um, for instance, for roles that needed singers who could act. And that's really how I got my feet wet in television. Um, I did an episode of Matlock. They needed a, a rock singer, and and uh, and I got the part. And before I knew it, I was acting more than I was singing. And I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I, I, I've been very fortunate, though. I've managed to keep both irons in the fire. And I and I really have to say that you know my first initial belief that that you really can't do it all it's really not true you can you can do many things and i think it's actually even um essential uh to do other things and not just stay the course in one area because that can get very very boring and you can become stagnant Mm -hmm. so my singing really sort of rejuvenates the other part, uh, the, all other parts of my life. So, you know, when I, when I go out and I do a gig and I come back to work, I, I'm sort of rejuvenated with my acting and then vice versa. So it's, I, I really feel like I've been blessed with a nice, well-rounded career. Not a huge career, but a nice, well-rounded one. Anyone who has more than one daytime Emmy nomination, I would say, is safe to say they have a huge career. Oh, well, thank you. Now, let's rewind again just a little bit briefly just to talk about how did you first become aware of uh, the role on The Bold and the Beautiful? On The Bold and the Beautiful or All My Children? We'll start with The Bold and the Beautiful. We have a whole lot of All My Children stuff to talk about since I'm okay. the hugest uh, of the fans. I think it was just simply my agent uh, you know, letting me know that there was, a, there was a contract roll up. Uh, it was my first soap audition. 
and uh, I believe my I read for all the Bells, the entire Bell family, wow. that first day. And then they asked me to come back and test with Darlene Conley. And uh, that's, amazing. that's the way it, that, that's the way it went. And then after, a, well, a chandelier intervened, um, mm-hmm. you ended up... After a, car, after a fatal car crash. Yeah. Came back whole... to life, and then you got... Hit by a chandelier. But, you know, I think it's up for interpretation, but I like to think I'm in a coma over there. Death is just so, well, not necessarily permanent on soaps, but <laughs> I well, should know. Well, we'll be talking but, about uh, that, of course, yeah, a little later. For, Pardon me? We'll be talking about that a little bit later. For uh, all my children, though, you had to relocate to New York. Right, right. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, was, for a lot of people, moving cross-country is a really big deal. So I'm curious for you. Was that uh, it had to have been an exciting time, of course, since it was all my children, but just the, uh, the I guess, a different lifestyle from the West Coast to the East Coast? I was so excited. I mean, I, 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 first of all, I was thrilled to, to get the part. I really, really pushed to get the part. Um, Macy was such a completely different character than, than how they had written Crystal in the beginning. Right. And uh, I don't think they initially saw me as Crystal, and I really, with the help of my, my manager, Michael Bruno, uh, really, really pushed to get the opportunity to go out and test. So when they told me I got it, I was thrilled. And my husband and I, we, we don't have children. He's an actor and a writer. It's a little bit easier for us to pack up and go. We're, we're gypsies that way, and we don't really <laughs> mind. We, we find it really exciting. He was also real excited to get to New York, um, and the six years there were just fantastic. We, it was a real blessing that we had that opportunity. What do you think it was about the role of Crystal that maybe uh, you said that they didn't think maybe you were quite right for it? What do you think it was about the role that gave you that impression? Well, it was just that they only saw me as Macy, and Macy was was more um, mild, um, not right. as aggressive, and... Um, more of a victim, and Crystal was the antithesis of that. Um, and then also, I, I did not play a, a southern character on on the Bold and the Beautiful. She was, you know, sort of, um, you know, she, she had no accent. So, uh, you know, the description of Crystal was girl from the wrong side of the tracks, real, you know, southern, brazen, loud, and. Uh, of course, that's that's more like me than, than Macy, but they didn't know that. So I had to put I put myself on tape and 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 sent it to them, and uh, they said, okay, well let's let's test you then. And I tested with Michael Knight and uh, I think opposite seven other actresses. Wow. And um, and I really really fought for it, and I I love the character, and uh, I just yeah, it's 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 great to play something completely different than what I played for. 12 years before. But I think as maybe you were alluding to, I think Crystal, though, has undergone uh, a transformation, uh, at least of some sort, between the first appearance and now. Uh, Have you noticed that yourself? That's that's something that I, uh, that wasn't something that they told me to do. It's something that I wanted to do. I, (laughs) she sort of, she softened and in her gentility, uh, having been married to Adam Chandler, um, her social circles have certainly changed, and 
I like I liken it to Madonna moving to England. She has, you know, she acquired that English accent, and, and so Crystal is sort of really consciously working on trying to fit in with the uh, with the upper crust in Pine Valley. Occasionally, it slips out, and and her, you know, her her real roots sneak out. But Definitely. she's really working on uh, trying to go more head to head with uh, Erica Keynes and 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 the other, you know, divas in Pine Valley. Now, it may not have been a car accident and a chandelier accident, but Crystal has had her fair share of drama. She's lost a daughter. Uh, she revealed that she sold a child. Uh, she was drugged. She was nearly killed by a scorpion. I mean, this is a lot of heavy stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'd, I'd, it's got to be kind of fun to do, though. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I we always like the characters that ha- have a lot of gray areas. Uh, she's not... People ask me, "Are you good? Or are you bad?" and and you can't really put your finger on that. And and I like that complexity, and I like the layers that that Crystal has. Um, she makes mistakes. She's not perfect at all, and that makes for a much more interesting character. Now we're coming up to our first break, but before we go there, I want to run something by you and, and get your initial reaction. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was writing. A, an, an opinion column for SoapCentral.com, and it sort of occurred to me, uh, and I mean this with the sincerest of intentions, that Crystal has become sort of Myrtle-like in that she seems to be a very fierce protector of all of her loved ones. She's a confident that you can go to and, and tell all of your secrets to, and, and she'll, she'll sort of fight to you. Uh, do you think Crystal has a, uh, is filling a different sort of role now in Pine Valley? Yeah, I, I do. I don't necessarily think that's um, uh, like the permanent stamp on my character. I think that the past year, that's certainly been more my role, but, you know, so the, the characters on our on our canvas are constantly changing, Right. and uh, when that happens, you know, stories pop up and crop up out of nowhere. I've never been one to sit there and go... You know, okay, this is you know, I'm now I'm going to be this, and that's going to be a drag. I've always really had faith in the writers, um, you know, keeping the show interesting and keeping the actors interested in what they're doing. Um, and I, I just know that, you know, I, I have a lot of exciting stories to tell. Good. I feel it. I don't know it, but I feel it. Oh, well, we feel a little bit of that, too. When we come back from the break, I want to get uh, a preview of the big benefit for the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Center. So if you'll stick around and hang tight, we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? 
For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. Now, how many of you out there have always wanted to go to the Broadway Cares event that ABC Daytime throws in New York, but you live completely on the other side of the country. Well, we have Bobby Eakes from All My Children on this week as a guest, and she's going to give us a little preview of something that's going on in Los Angeles that you may very well want to go to. Bobby, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, uh, we're real excited about this. We have been doing a great, what I think is a great show, and it definitely it's been a successful show in New York for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS every year, uh, featuring the stars of ABC Daytime. And um, the publicist at All My Children, um, Michael Cohen, thought, well, since we're moving to California, why don't we bring a little taste of that to the West Coast for the people that can't get to New York? Now, what we came up with is not really the exact format that we've been doing in New York, which is more of a variety show, but we're actually staging a musical. And this this year we're doing The World Goes Round, which is a review of Candor and Ebb songs um, featuring uh, a couple girls from All My Children, a couple guys from General Hospital. Um, we're going to have uh, special guests uh, uh presenting each night, and hopefully we're going to raise a lot of money for the L.A. Gay and Lesbian Alliance. Now, the events are going to be held on three different nights, I believe. Yeah, it's the same show, seventh, October 7th, 9th, and 10th. Opening night is October 7th. For those that get VIP tickets, we're going to have a wonderful event afterwards and uh, a VIP cocktail party. Um, it's at a beautiful complex um, at the LA Gay and Lesbian Alliance on McCadden in um, in Hollywood, 
and that's a beautiful theater, state-of-the-art sound. Uh, it's it's going to be a really, really great event, and I, I just can't say enough to encourage everybody to go out and get their tickets. You can get them online. Um, hopefully you have the link there. I'm, I, I don't have it right off the top of my head, but I know you can go to the LA Gay and Lesbian Alliance. You can go to my website. You can go to my Facebook site. There's also information there, too. What I also would like to do for folks who want to go, uh, we're going to do a little giveaway. We're going to do a contest for someone out there. They can have a chance to win two VIP tickets to one of the nights of their choice. All you have to do to win the tickets is to answer a little bit of a trivia question about Crystal Carey. Now, recently Crystal opened up a new restaurant called Crystal's. Which of these four menu items is not up for sale at Crystal's. Is it tempura green beans, catfish fritters, avocado egg rolls, or sweet pepper hummus? If you know the answer, you can send an email to radio at soapcentral.com sometime between now and next Thursday, and we will announce the winner live on next week's Soap Central Live. So hurry up and enter. And in the meantime, if you also want to get your tickets, you can go to, I have the link here somewhere, it's lagaycenter.org slash world goes round. Now, going back briefly, we mentioned the uh, Broadway Cares event. I have to tell you that I went earlier this year, and it was my first time, Bobby, getting to actually see you perform on stage. And I was blown oh. away. You oh. performed. Thank you. I believe you performed the He Was My Boyfriend from yeah, Young did. Frankenstein. What made you pick I, that song? What made me choose it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was just a lot of fun. I wanted to do something different this year. Um, you know, I, I just try to mix it up uh, every year, and I knew that would be a challenge. Um, and uh, this is one event where you can get a little bit um, – spicy or, or randy on stage um and so i i got to you know to get a little dirty up there i mean the, the lyrics are, are i think very very funny but uh you know it's it's uh it's not pg really no there, there i don't know who it was but there was someone uh, a couple rows behind me who said oh, did crystal just say that uh, oh, good. <laughs> it was a little surprising, but it was, it was really amazing. So one of the other things, since uh, I guess folks do know that you also tour around with Cassie DePaiva and Kathy Breyer as the Divas of Daytime, mm-hmm. and SoapNet has recently posted a music video that the three of you have uh, sort of put together with some of the men of ABC Daytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, we were speaking to everybody at SoapNet, and um, that's one of the numbers that we do. Um, it's Raining Men. Actually, Paul Schaefer co-wrote that song, Paul Schaefer from The Letterman Show. And I have done a lot of benefits with him in New York, and he has accompanied me on the piano, which is, you know, was a great honor for me. Um, and so I got the idea to do the song with Paul Schaefer at um, an event we did last year. So the girls learned it. And then we took it one step further because it was such a crowd pleaser at our shows. We um, uh, spoke to people at SoapNet and said, this would be a great promo for all of our hot guys on, on ABC Soap. 
And they said, yeah, you know, it really would. And uh, so let's, let's, let's do it. So, um, you know, they got their crew together and taped us and put the, the promo together, and the fans have really, really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And certainly for folks who will watch the video, there is uh, definitely eye candy, no matter what you Lots enjoy. Of eye candy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to, to look at and enjoy. Yeah, if you've got pause, that's always good to have on your on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! The, suddenly, I bet a lot of people are discovering that right now. Uh, we talked about <laughs> you being spicy on stage for Broadway Cares, but I guess that's a nice, interesting segue. You're also going to be hosting during the AMC Fan Club Weekend, Crystal's Country Barbecue with some of your AMC co-stars. Yes, yeah, we're we're very very excited to to be working with a group of people um, that are handling our, our fan club now for all my children, and they're out here on the West Coast. And we've got a big fan weekend coming up at the end of this month um, at the Airtel Plaza in Van Nuys. Uh, several events um, over four days, over a long weekend. And uh, the main event is Saturday, September, oh gosh, I'm not sure the date, 20-something. Um, and then that night, after our main event, I'm going to keep the party going with a barbecue, and we've got um, a country DJ and a line dance instructor. We're going to have, you know, chicken and beans and, you know, barbecue food, and it should be a lot of fun to to kind of party into the evening uh, at the barbecue. That sounds tasty. And we've got a lot of people from all my children coming. I've gotten lots and lots of confirmations from from people from all my children that will be there as well. And uh, I think a couple of them might get up and sing. Uh, we're going to sort of have a little bit of a an opportunity to entertain. And I think it's going to be a great night. I definitely think it is. Well, this has been a good night. I can't believe that we're already out of time for today's show. But I want to thank well, you for stopping. Well, it's been stopping. nice talking to you. Well, Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. I also want to thank, of course, the Bold and Beautiful's Ron Weaver. You can order a copy of his highly entertaining novel, Soulmate, at soulmatethenovel.com. And don't forget that Ron will be doing a book signing with some of the stars of The Bold and the Beautiful on Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. in the Barnes & Noble at The Grove in Los Angeles. And, of course, a thank you to Bobby Eakes. Uh, Bobby and some of her AMC friends will be at Crystal's Country Barbecue on September 25th, which is part of AMC's Fan Club Weekend. You can click on over to Bobby's official website, bobbyeeks.com, or the official AMC website, uh, fan club website at amcfans.com, to find out how to get your tickets. And if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area in early October, please be sure to head out to ABC Daytime's benefit for the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center. It's held on October 7th, 9th, and 10th. So there are three different opportunities for you to get out there and check it out. For ticketing information, please visit lagaycenter.org slash worldgoesround. For complete information about all the events we talked about on today's show, you can head over to soapcentral.com. Next week, Guiding Light's Tina Sloan talks about getting older, not old, with style, humor, and grace. I hope you'll join me then for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. 
Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.